0: So, Alan, as we record, it's that time of year where everybody sits down to a big dinner and thanks everybody for all the great things they've received over the year.
1: Arbor Day, yeah.
0: Best day of the year. What would you say is your favorite Arbor Day side dish?
1: Well, uh, geez, Arbor Day side dish. Um, (laughs) There's so many to choose from. So many. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have to go with the stuffed birch bark. Mm-mm.
0: Oh, you know, always go for the homemade birch bark over the store-bought, because it's always better. Always better.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, if you're not buying farm-to-table birch bark, then, <laughs> I mean, really, what kind of Arbor Day are you having, Rob?
0: You know what mine is, Alan? I, I go for the pulp au gratin.
1: Mm. Yeah? Mm. tasty, yeah.
0: Extra cheesy, extra chewy. That's how I like it.
1: You know, normally they say cheese makes everything better, but in this case, it's the pulp that makes it great.
0: (laughs) We do love pulp.
1: We sure do. It's time. Time for a thrilling story of romance. Adventure. Mystery. Anything with an expired copyright. It's time for another... INTERRUPTED TALE!
0: Hello, and welcome to the show that usually ends. Yeah, (laughs) the music stopped. (laughs) It kept coming back up.
1: Well, hey. It's an an epic day. It's it's (laughs) an epic story for an epic day, and it needs an epic soundtrack, Rob.
0: Well... That's what we get here for another episode of Interrupted Tales, the podcast where my friend and I take turns reading stories to you, the listener, while the other person constantly interrupts. As always, I'm Rob, and I'm joined tonight by the Stuffing Instead of Potatoes, Alan. How are you, Alan?
1: Um, stovetop for uh, dinner. I'm the I'm the stovetops, Rob.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I was. Sorry, I man. was briefly a Five Tops, too, and then they kicked me out.
0: <laughs> Which one was the Five Tops?
1: Uh, It was the one that I was in before the Commodore... <laughs> Com- the Commandants. <laughs> the Commandants, yes. <laughs> it was the one before when I was in the Commandants.
0: Yes, they did Brick Tent, right?
1: I don't... Um yeah, that was after I left.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this week we have a special tale of holiday cheer called Bert's Thanksgiving by JT Trowbridge.
1: J JT Trowbridge.
0: That's right. Do we know anything about JT Trowbridge or has it all been lost to the annals of history?
1: Uh, I, from a quick perusal of uh the most accurate uh literary source. <laughs> the first Wikipedia article it came to. He was a friend of Mark Twain and Walt Whitman, and he began publishing in periodicals while he was working at a pencil case engraving factory. So don't tell me that you can't work at stables and write the great American novel, okay? Wow, a pencil
0: factory. Did he make nope, pencil No,
1: no, 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 pencil in Pencil case engraving factory. <laughs> okay, so they they didn't make pencils, they didn't make pencil cases.
0: <laughs> they just engraved the. Pencil. They just
1: engraved them.
0: All right. Well, hey, look. It doesn't matter what you do; it matters how you do it, Alan. And if J.T. Trowbridge is pulling himself up by his bootstraps, well, good for him. Yeah, Proves the system him. works.
1: Yeah, what the, what system? The the engraving machine?
0: Yeah, the whole the whole economy for engraving oh, okay. and the engraving industry. You know, what, what like that store in the mall. What is that store in the mall?
1: Forever 21.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone get ready cuz it's time to loosen your belt and take your cholesterol medication while we read you this week's tale. <laughs> At noon on a dreary November day, a lonesome little fellow, looking very red about the ears and very blue about the mouth, stood kicking his heels at the door of a cheap eating house in Boston and offering a solitary copy of a morning paper for sale to the people passing.
1: Paper, paper, get your paper to memorize while I stand here in front of you holding up my single copy (laughs) of the paper. Only got one, one penny gets you ten minutes. (laughs) Extra, extra, if you want me to turn the pages for you, it's extra.
0: (laughs) Ten minutes is pretty good, I gotta say. You can pretty much flip through everything in that time.
1: Oh yeah, you could read The Wizard of Id and also... (laughs) Have time to see what kind of 1973 Camaros are for sale. Oh, oh,
0: that's, that's, I might need an
1: extra 10 minutes for that. And sure, sure. That'll be another set.
0: (laughs) But there were really not many people passing for it was Thanksgiving day and the shops were shut and everybody who had a home to go to and a dinner to eat Seemed to have gone home to eat that dinner, while Bert Hampton, the newsboy, stood trying in vain to sell the last extra, I'm sorry, the last extry left on <laughs> his hand. Thank
1: you. Thank you. As a <laughs> fan of the musical Newsies, I, I wanted this to be historically accurate.
0: <laughs> Gotta go sell some more papes. I watched Newsies in the last one.
1: Yeah, moment. I'm sure. <laughs>
0: Uh, he stood in vain, trying to sell the last extra left on his hands by the dull business of the morning.
1: Breaking news. Um. Ah, geez. The morning is uh, nation enjoys day dedicated to eating pie after a nap.
0: Extra, extra. President does not pardon Turkey. Says, hey, these are tough times for everyone, buddy. An old man with a face that looked pinched and who was dressed in a seedy black coat and a much-battered stovepipe hat, stopped at the same doorway, and with one hand on the latch, appeared to hesitate between hunger and a sense of poverty before going in.
1: Four score and seven dollars ago, I could have afforded this dinner. (laughs) Shouldn't have spent that seven (laughs) dollars.
0: Seven dollars, that was a lot of dinners back then
1: shouldn't shouldn't have scored four times either that's
0: <laughs> you got to keep that money coming in yeah it was possible however that he was considering whether he could afford himself the indulgence of a morning paper seeing it was thanksgiving day
1: yeah uh, what hungry hobo wouldn't turn down a side dish literally called stuffing in exchange for some hot sudoku action <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, really fills up the belly.
0: So at least, Bert thought, and accosted him accordingly. Buy a paper, sir? All about the fire in East Boston.
1: Oh, oh no, a fire in East Boston. I hope the Logan Wahlbergers <laughs> made it through. It would be terrible if someone purposefully targeted that, and then the blaze got out of control. But, you know, maybe the consequences are still worth it.
0: And arrest rest of safe burglars in Springfield.
1: Oh yeah, well if you got a burgle, burgle safe. That's what I always say. <laughs> careful with careful how you handle that dynamite. <laughs> is the lesson of the burglars that wanna stay safe.
0: Don't just wear gloves because of fingerprints. Wear them because so your hands don't get too coarse. This is another hint from the safe burglars.
1: I know, the safe burglars seem like they've gotten off track with their pamphlets lately.
0: Well, that's the problem. Once you run out of the standard tips, you gotta make them up. It's like Mythbusters.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. We're not really testing anything anymore. Right, right. Yeah. Only two cents! Also, one very interesting story about... Old men being stalked by a serial killer posing as a newsboy. Come take a closer look right right over here. <laughs> the little old
0: man looked at the boy with keen gray eyes, which seemed to light up the pinched and skinny face, and answered in a shrill voice that whistled through white front teeth. You ought to come down in your price this time of day. You don't you can't expect to sell a morning paper at 12 o'clock for a full price.
1: Uh, it's two cents. It just so we're clear, there are only two discounts that you can do from two cents. There's one cent and all the cents.
0: <laughs>
1: well, give me a cent then,
0: said Bert. That's less than cost, but never mind. I'm bound to sell out anyhow. You look cold, said the old man. Cold, replied Bert. I'm froze and I want my dinner. And I'm going to have to have a big dinner, too, seeing it's Thanksgiving Day. Ah, lucky for you, my boy, said
1: the old man. (laughs) Morty. I've cleaned up my act, Morty. (laughs) I don't belch anymore, but it sounds somewhat similar.
0: (laughs) You've a home to go to, and friends, too, I hope. No, sir. Nary home and nary
1: friend. Only my mother whose name is, coincidentally, Nary. Cause her father was named Nat, and her mother was named Mary. And they were both veterans, so...
0: <laughs> veterans of? Veterinary.
1: Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. No, there's no... You don't have to take the Lord's name in vain on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I think the joke was pretty good if you... Let uh, it be unexplained.
0: <laughs> Stick to selling papers, boy. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Bert hesitated and grew serious. Then suddenly changed his tone. And, and hop Hofton, I told him to meet me here and we'd have a first-rate Thanksgiving dinner together. For it's no fun to be eating alone Thanksgiving Day. It sets a feller thinking of everything. If he ever had a home and then Hain't got a home anymore.
1: Haint was my uncle, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, his father was named Harry, and his mother was named Taint, which is odd because he was my brother's mother. But, you know, that
0: Taint here or there.
1: He was my mother's brother is what I meant to say.
0: No, brothers. Yeah, brother.
1: This is the same people, but they had two different names. I, You know, it's very cold out here.
0: More lonesome not to eat at all, said the old man, his gray eyes twinkling. And what could a boy like you have to think of? Here, I guess I can find one cent for you, though there's nothing in the paper I know.
1: Yeah, just another Alton Brown column on the best way to make green bean casserole. And he doesn't seem to realize how morally wrong it is to use science as a prop for your own subjective taste. Oh, sorry, I got off topic. We were talking about... How you were a homeless waif who was definitely going to starve, right?
0: <laughs> and another thing, kid. <laughs> this umami thing. That's it, it, crap, right?
1: Right? It doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist. Yeah,
0: all right, all right, all right. Good luck with all that dying in the cold stuff, all right? See ya. <laughs> the old man spoke with some feeling. His fingers trembled, and somehow he dropped two cents instead of one into Bert's hand. Here, you made a mistake, cried Bert. A bargain's a bargain. You've given me a cent too much.
1: Old Spice Swagger. A cent too much.
0: (laughs) No, I didn't. I never give anybody a cent too much. But see here. And Bert showed the two cents, offering to return one.
1: Oh, yes. But uh, one cent has turned into two cents. And look, what's this behind your ear? Another penny? Oh, no, that's... Oh, that's lice. Okay, you know what? Keep the pennies. Uh, keep the paper. Uh, I'm just gonna back off real <laughs> slow. No, have Matt. a great Thanksgiving, but <laughs> <laughs> please don't touch me.
0: No matter," said the old man. "It will be so much less for my dinner. That's all." Bert had instinctively pocketed the pennies when, on a moment's reflection. His sympathies were excited. Poor old man, he thought. He's seen better days, I guess. Perhaps he's no home. A boy like me can stand it, but I guess it must be hard for him. He meant to give me the odd cent
1: all the while. Which definitely calls into question why he tried to bargain me out of one cent for no good reason, then.
0: He he just likes the chase. Yeah. And I don't believe he has had a decent dinner for many a day. All this, which I have been obliged to write out slowly in words, went through Bert's mind like a flash. He was a generous little fellow, and any kindness shown him, no matter how trifling, made his heart overflow. Look here, he cried. Where are you going to get your dinner today? The
1: trash can at Arby's or the trash can at Boston Market? Because they're both my turf, old man.
0: <laughs> this was the original Boston market, so it was the mashed potatoes were fantastic.
1: Oh, the original Boston market—I get it. It's not the baby shark market. Yeah, I didn't understand it either. <laughs> Have you Very heard the baby, baby Yoda song? Did it's a, it's a local joke, I guess.
0: Yes, I don't even know what you're referring to.
1: They changed all the Boston markets to baby shark markets during the Nationals playoff run. <laughs> Go Nats. Because that's one of the guy's theme songs. Oh, that's and what he plays course, when he comes
0: out. That's right. I remember that.
1: And of course, that's what you think of when you're going to Boston <laughs> Market.
0: Hmm, do I want the quarter meal, the half meal, or the baby shark meal?
1: Well, no, you definitely want to get a, a whole fin. Sometimes I like to get a whole fin and a half fin, okay? <laughs> oh, because, yeah. um, you know, you don't want to have to... It, it's hard to to split a, the, the whole fin, you know? and <laughs> it's, You know, sometimes you can only get the, the little parts of it, you know? I like the gristle. Yeah, sure. Everybody likes the gristle. That's why you get one and a half fins so that the gristle goes around more. But then you're left with the cartilage. And, you know, frankly, everybody just takes the gristle off the top, Mm -hmm. and then you're left with the shark cartilage, and it just sits in the fridge for a week.
0: Oh, I hate that. You always tell yourself you're going to make shark fin soup. Never happens.
1: I know, yeah.
0: I can get a bite here as well as anywhere. It don't matter much to me, replied the old man. Dine with me, said Bert, laughing. I'd like to have you.
1: It's been forever since I've gotten out the good Chinette.
0: (laughs) I'm afraid I couldn't afford to dine as you were going to, said the man with a smile, his eyes twinkling again and his white front teeth shining.
1: So he must have one cent, then. Uh, Is this a logic puzzle, Rob? Did Raymond Smullyan write this story? Did Martin Gardner contribute to this paragraph? Two homeless
0: people are leaving for the Boston market at the same time.
1: Hmm. Okay, hold on now.
0: (laughs) I'll pay for your dinner, Bert exclaimed. Come. We don't have a Thanksgiving but once a year, and a feller wants a good time, then. You're waiting for another boy. Oh, Hop Hofton. He won't come now. It's so late. He's gone to a place down in North Street. I guess. A place I don't like. There's so much tobacco smoked and so much beer drank there.
1: And they always watch football instead of the parade. They're heathens.
0: (laughs) They're not on at the same time, Alan. They,
1: they, they, They don't watch the rerun. And everybody knows that BTS comes on twice if you watch the rerun.
0: First of all,
1: everyone knows you watch
0: the dog show after the parade.
1: I only watch the puppy bowl. Oh, are missing out. Um, the dog show. What is the dog show? Uh, after, after. Oh, oh, that one. I thought you were talking about the. Uh, so for some reason, I was thinking of the, um, the, the puppies destroying a room. <laughs>
0: no, not, not that dog show.
1: That's a, yeah, that's a dog show. Hey, I got a dog show for you.
0: <laughs> oh, I saw one of those in Tijuana. It was, it was oh, crazy. No. Come on, no. Bert cast a final glance up the street. No, he won't come now. So much the worse for him. He likes the men down there. I don't. Ah, said the man, taking off his hat and giving it a brush with his elbow as they entered the restaurant. As if trying to appear as respectable as he could in the eyes of a newsboy of such fastidious tastes. To make him yeah. feel
1: sorry. Oh. No. To I make you had a <laughs> comment on fastidious tastes.
0: No, I passed out for a moment. Sorry. Oh, okay. To make him feel quite comfortable in his mind on that point, Bert hastened to say, "I mean, rowdies and such,
1: Patriots fans mostly." <laughs>
0: For people, if they behave themselves, are just as respectable to me as rich folks. Poor people. Yeah, God you're right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The, yeah, the pets are gonna go far.
0: <laughs> I ain't the least Hey, least. it
1: ain't cheating if they don't catch you, and if they catch you, it ain't cheating because we're the Patriots.
0: Also, Alan, if they don't use their hands, is it really a hand well, you know what I mean?
1: I is that a reference to uh, Robert Kraft?
0: Yes, it is. I just didn't feel comfortable saying "hand job" on the podcast.
1: Yeah, I think we're all uncomfortable now. <laughs> hey, hey, I think we're all uncomfortable now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the wall, Bogus.
0: <laughs> I ain't the least mite aristocratic.
1: What do you mean it burned down?
0: <laughs> ah, indeed. And the old man smiled again, and seemed to look relieved. I'm very glad to hear it. He placed his hat on the floor and took a seat opposite Bert, at a little table, which they had all to themselves. Bert offered him the bill of fare. No, uh, I must ask you to choose for me. But nothing very extravagant, you know. I'm, I'm used to plain fare.
1: Uh, yes, excuse me, sirs, if you're... Ordering from the penny menu, might I recommend our dry-aged New York grip steak, mm. which is served with a steaming hot bowl of lobster risk, containing only the most vintage seafood chunks our chef could scrounge.
0: You know, I'm used to playing fair too, but then I'd only have pretzels. Eh?
1: Uh, if uh. You should fly in Frontier, they give you cookies.
0: Really? Cookies?
1: Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't fly in Frontier, so.
0: <laughs> so am I. But I'm going to have a good dinner for once in my life, and so shall you, cried Bart. Bert. <laughs> generously. What do you say to chicken soup? And then why? Bart. <laughs> excuse me, my newsboy is also named Bart. <laughs> yes, excuse me. <laughs> what do you say to chicken soup? and then wind up with a thumping big piece of squash
1: pie. Oh, squash pie. That's my 47th favorite <laughs> kind of pie, right after eel's blood pie. How did you know?
0: <laughs> Alan, I got a question for you. Speaking
1: mm, of pie. Please, yes. Wait, what?
0: Why is there not grape pie?
1: Um, I mean, because there's still some hope left in this world.
0: You don't want the idea of grape pie. Does it sound good to you?
1: Uh, no, it does not.
0: Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. I'm just saying they're cherry pie and that's strawberry pie. They're very, very close consistencies.
1: I don't think that is true. (laughs) There's also no watermelon pie, Rob. There. Oh my God. Alan,
0: you really cracked this thing wide open for me. I didn't even think about that.
1: Huh? Maybe because they're made out of water.
0: Everything's made out of water, Alan.
1: Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I feel like I feel like maybe we need a, a animal, vegetable, mineral talk again, Ron. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Which one am I again?
1: Uh. That, you're down to question. You're down. You're up to 19 now. <laughs>
0: How's that for a Thanksgiving dinner? Sumptuous, said the old man, appearing to glow with the warmth of the room and the prospect of a good dinner. But it won't cost you too much? Too much? No, sir, laughed Bert. Chicken
1: soup, 15 cents. Almost as good as Campbell's and only one-fifth the price in 2018 money.
0: <laughs> Pie? They give tremendous pieces here. Thick, I tell you. Ten cents. I mean, it's basically a full squash. Can you believe it? <laughs> squash pie. Ever hear of that?
1: I, ugh.
0: I mean, I get the point. It's like pumpkin pie, but I feel like we technology gave, brought us to the pumpkin.
1: I don't think it is like pumpkin pie. Ugh. I don't think you add sugar Oof. to squash pie. Oof. But, yeah.
0: "'That's twenty-five cents, half a dollar for two. "'Of course, I don't do this way every day in the year, "'but Mother's glad to have me once in a while. "'Here, waiter!' "'And Bert gave his princely order as if it was no very great thing "'for a liberal young fellow like him after all. "'But where is your mother? Why don't you dine with her?'
1: "'The
0: little man asked.
1: "'She hogs the squash. It's the one thing I won't forgive.' She's a squash hogger. <laughs> squash hogger? Yes. <laughs> She's a low down, no good <laughs> squash hogger. Some people just call it squagger. Is a, just a shortened way to say that. Yes, yeah, a, a squagger. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Bert's face grew sober in a moment. That's the question. Why don't I? I'll tell you why I don't. I've got the best mother in the world. What I'm trying to do is to make a home for her so we can live together and eat our Thanksgiving dinners together sometime.
1: See, right now our hovel only has one plate, and so we have to eat Thanksgiving in shifts. <laughs> Some boys want one thing. Sex!
0: Some another.
1: Squash! Squash! <laughs> You know the difference between a squash hogger and a sex (laughs) hogger?
0: No, what's the difference?
1: A a sex hogger screws automatically.
0: (laughs) (sighs) There's one goes in for good times. Another's in such a hurry to get rich, he don't care much how he does it. But what I want most of anything is to be with my mother and my two sisters again, and I ain't ashamed to say so. Bert's eyes grew very tender, and he went on while his companion across the table watched him with a very gentle, searching look. I haven't been with her now for two years, hardly at all since father died. When his business was settled up, he kept a little grocery store on Hanover Street. It was found he hadn't left us anything.
1: Well, actually, he left us a hill of beans, but they were repossessed by the Del Monte Corporation to settle our outstanding debts.
0: Oh, man, at least it was Del Monte. Those Goya people, they just go right to breaking knees. Oh,
1: that's racist.
0: Yeah. It's okay. I'm, I'm half Goyan. <laughs> we had lived pretty well up to that time, and I and my two sisters had been to school. But then, Mother had to do something and her friends got her places to go out nursing, and she's a nurse now. Everybody likes her, and she has enough to do. You wouldn't believe how
1: often catheters need changing.
0: We couldn't be with her, of course. She got us boarded at a good place, but I saw how hard it was going to be for her to support us, so I said, I'm a boy. I could do something for myself. You just pay their board and keep them to school, and I'll go to work and... Maybe help you a little, besides taking care of myself. What could you do? Said the little old man.
1: Well, there's, there's coal mining
0: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. chimney sweeping yeah. and probably some non-black lung jobs, too, I assume. <laughs> sure. Oh, and Amazon holiday labor. But some things are too inhumane even for me to stand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it. I was only 11 years old. and What could I? What I should have liked would have been some nice place where I could do light work. Like a lamp factory. (laughs) Or a roadie for kiss. That also would qualify as light work. (laughs) And stand a chance of learning a good business. But beggars mustn't be choosers. I couldn't find such a place, and I wasn't going to be loafing about the streets, so I went to selling newspapers. I've sold newspapers ever since, and I shall be 12 years old next month.
1: Okay, so mandatory retirement age. (laughs) Uh, The Newsy Union is very strict about that, Rob. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not about benefits or the health of their workers, but how old you can be and still be. Enough of a scamp to sell newspapers.
0: (laughs) You gotta have standards, Alan. The last thing anyone wants is a 40-year-old guy selling newspapers. No,
1: that's that's no more scamp left. It's just biology.
0: (laughs) You like it? said the old man. I like to get my own living, replied Bert proudly. But what I want is to learn some trade.
1: Like, maybe instead of selling newspapers, I could... Write stories in them. You know, something with a lot of job security. <laughs> that, that gravy train will never end. Uh, everybody's going to need a paper.
0: <sighs>
1: to, light, to light a fire in a cabin. <laughs> what else are you going to make shoes
0: out of? Come on. Sure. Or regular business and settle down and make a home for... <sighs> but there's no use talking about that. Make the best of things. That's my motto. Mm,
1: Definitely not Samsung's Galaxy Fold motto.
0: (laughs) Make the best of things?
1: Yeah, They certainly don't do that. (laughs) Don't this
0: soup smell good? And don't it taste good too? They haven't put so much chicken in yours as they have in mine. If you don't mind me having tasted it, we'll change.
1: I didn't back broth much.
0: I did double dip all of my bread, though. Mm. Mm. The old man declined this liberal offer, took Bert's advice to help himself freely to bread, which didn't cost anything, and ate his soup with prodigious relish.
1: Oh, I love, it's the best brand.
0: (laughs) It's too salty for me. Oh, yeah? No, no, I I prefer, uh, no, what's a good, what's a, relish?
1: You just like digits.
0: Yes, that's true. I'm right. I'm actually anti <laughs> You're an-
1: anti digits relish.
0: <laughs> it's true. I I, I don't like uh, I don't like too much pro in my digits jelly.
1: Well, no. I mean, if you're gonna get a kosher, you got to get it anti Digits. <laughs> Otherwise, they can't certify it.
0: As it seemed to Bert, who grew more and more hospitable and patronizing as the repast proceeded.
1: Oh, oh God! Don't I know it though? It's. It's two bucks here for a podcaster, then it's three bucks there for a YouTuber, then somehow I'm in the $35 a month elite platinum patron tier for that guy who made potato salad, which I don't know how many types of salad can you really make each month.
0: Come now. Won't you have something between the soup and the pie? Don't be afraid. I'll pay for it. Thanksgiving don't come but once a year.
1: Well, it's really like twice a year if you count the day after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think uh, really the Native Americans probably observe. Actually, maybe we should have let you guys starve. Givings, uh, pretty much year round. I'm yeah. guessing. I yeah, don't. I, yeah, I think
0: that's uh, I think that's somewhere in the bylaws that they're
1: allowed to. S- sure. I mean, I think that's a little more than once a year. They think think about that holiday.
0: You won't. Cup of tea, then, to go with your pie? I think I will have a cup of tea. You are so kind, said the old man.
1: Well, Rob, that actually sounds pretty delicious. You know, a nice mm-hmm. hot mm-hmm. cup of English breakfast, slice of pumpkin or apple pie. Yeah, sure.
0: All right. Here, waiter. Two pieces of your fattest...
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: ...and biggest squash pie.
1: Oh, Right. <laughs> right.
0: And a cup of tea strong for this gentleman
1: ah oh, squash pie mm. <laughs> yes and my tea and ah uh, the biggest fattest squash pie could I yeah you know, uh, could I trouble you perhaps for an oversized napkin just in case I get any large pie-shaped food stuck in my teeth and have to you know pick that out very quickly. <laughs>
0: I've told you about myself, added Bert. Suppose now you tell me something. About myself?
1: No, uh, about me. Like, where (laughs) did I come from, and is there a newspaper afterlife? I've gotten very little schooling, sir.
0: Yes, yes, I think that would go pretty well with the pie. But the man shook his head. I could go back and tell about my plans and hopes when i was a lad of your age but it it would be too much like your own story all over again life isn't what we think it will be when we are young
1: yeah it's kind of like we thought it'd be but you swap out the words adventure and rocket ships for say hernias and intolerance and it's pretty much covers it
0: i like how heartwarming The story is getting it's really uh, bringing me up in this holiday season
1: yeah sure if you were excited to spend thanksgiving with all your relatives and talk about current political events this story really is going to put you in the mood for that
0: <laughs> you'll find that out soon enough i'm all alone in the world now and i am 67 years old have some cheese with your pie won't you it must be so lonely at your age. What do you do for a living?
1: Have some cheese with your pie. Yeah, I mean, I know it's squash, but you know what? It's going to make it real tough to market. Uh, Sorry. It's going to make it real tough to market squash pie spice as uh, flavoring.
0: Alan, I, I don't think you've had good Thanksgiving squash pie before. It really tastes best slightly warm with a Mm -hmm. nice slice of blue cheese on top of it.
1: Oh, that's not where (laughs) I wanted it to go. Ooh.
0: I have a little place in Devonshire Street. My name is Crooker. You'll find me up two flights of stairs, back room at the right. Come and see me, and I'll tell you all about my business, and perhaps help you to such a place as you want. For I know several businessmen,
1: Yep, no lots of them. You just go down to Devonshire Street and uh, keep checking buildings that are at least two stories high until you find it. You, You can't miss it. I'm in the back at the right. There might be a door. I can't remember right now. There's pretty certainly no number anywhere on it, and I definitely want you to drop by.
0: Nothing, nothing shady about a business of two flights of stairs in the back room to the right. No, nope. Not at all. <laughs> now don't fail. And Mr. Crooker wrote his address with a little stub of a pencil on a corner of the newspaper, which had led to their acquaintance, tore it off carefully, and gave it to Bert. Thereupon, the latter took a card from his wallet. Not a very clean one. He's doing pretty well for himself. He's got business yeah, cards. Yeah. Wow. Not a very clean one, I must say. I am speaking of the card, though the remark will apply equally well to the pocket. And handed it across the table to his new friend. Herbert Hampton. Dealer in newspapers. The old man read with his sharp gray eyes, which glanced up funnily at Bert. Seeming to say, isn't this rather aristocratic for a 12-year-old newsboy?
1: Yeah, it actually used to read even better. Herbert Hampton, dealer in newspapers, Esquire. Hmm. But I sold out of my single copy of Esquire, so. <laughs> it let me let me tell you, it took forever. There was the one guy looking at a Zoe Saldana pictorial, and he just <laughs> stood there. I, I was holding it for hours. Yeah,
0: still, though, you made 18 cents.
1: Yeah, it was not a good 18 cents.
0: <laughs> Bert. Blushed and explained Got up for me by a printer's boy I know I'd done some favors for him So he made me a few cards
1: Handy to have sometimes, you know Yeah, lunch raffles at TGI Friday's Mostly But you never know when somebody In the business world Needs to put a newspaper boy Into their Rolodex (laughs) That's
0: how business works, right? That's exactly how it works
1: Hold on, I got just the guy. He sells newspapers. Yes, yes, and that's it. <laughs> that's his you're, skill set. You're
0: gonna. Lo- oh, you need somebody uh, who can yell shrilly and loudly. No, I got the boy for you.
1: <laughs> no, he's he's too slight to carry a sandwich board. So,
0: <laughs> well, Herbert said the little old man. I'm glad to have made your acquaintance. The pie was excellent. Nope, not anymore, thank you. Uh Uh-huh. And I hope you'll come, not another bite of that truly, truly delicious (laughs) squash
1: pie. Oh, boy.
0: And I hope you'll come and see me. You'll find me in very humble quarters. But you are not too aristocratic, you
1: say? And confirmed by both your actions and your odor.
0: Now, won't you let me pay for my dinner? I believe I haven't money enough. Let me see. Bert would not hear of such a thing, but walked up to the desk and settled the bill with the air of a person who did not regard a trifling expense. When he looked around again, the little old man was gone.
1: Oh, or was he ever really there at all, Rob? Because now if you look at his plate, that squash pie is totally untouched. Oh, okay.
0: So he was there. Okay.
1: Oh, no! How do we know? It's like the... the, it's the second sense. (laughs) Never mind. I'll go and
0: see him the first chance I have, said Bert, as he looked at the penciled strip of newspaper margin again before putting it into his pocket. He then went round to his miserable quarters in the top of a cheap lodging house, where he made himself ready, by means of soap and water and a broken comb, to walk five miles into the suburbs and get a sight, if only for five minutes, of his mother.
1: What? Well, she's a nurse. She's not a prisoner of war. <laughs> Is she? She's in jail, right? What? They don't have to, you know, smuggle maps in uh, in her chocolate rations or something <laughs> under the, under a, a blanket or something.
0: On the following Monday, Bert. Having a leisure hour.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Well, I mean, okay, it's a leisure hour, but really you should block it off on your calendar so people know not to schedule it for a newspaper meeting.
0: You know, the benefits are non existent, but the flex hours are terrific. Right. On the following Monday, Bert, having a leisure hour, went to call on his new acquaintance in Devonshire Street. Having climbed the two flights, He found the door of the at the he found the right building.
1: He found it. Jeez, wow! I should have given him worse. I mean, uh, (laughs) hello, (laughs) young man.
0: He found the door of the back room at the right ajar, and looking in, saw Mister Crooker at a desk in the act of receiving a roll of money from a well dressed visitor. Bert entered unnoticed and waited till the money was counted and a receipt signed.
1: Alright, uh one soul slightly used. Uh no refunds, remember. It's an as is soul. Now do I do I take the guitar to the crossroads
0: or am I gonna find a guitar at the crossroads?
1: Well, I, I'm the I'm the person giving you the guitar.
0: Wait you a minute. understand. Wait, wait. Aren't you the devil? <laughs>
1: Uh, The devil's pretty confused right now. (laughs) I thought we were going by the the tone of our voices. Hold on.
0: Am I the devil?
1: I don't... You know, our (laughs) storytelling skills have not improved in (laughs) 72 episodes. Uh,
0: Then, as a visitor... Maybe
1: we should fucking think of what these people are going to sound like (laughs) before we start reading the story. (laughs) (sighs)
0: Then, as the visitor departed, old Mr. Crooker looked round and saw Bert. He offered him a chair, then turned to lock up the money in a safe. So, this is your place of business? said Bert, glancing about the plain office room. What do you do here? I buy real estate sometimes. Sell, rent, and so forth.
1: Sometimes I build houses on my real estate or even hotels, or take chances on winning beauty contests. And sometimes I get real mad and flip the fucking board because getting $100 for rolling snake eyes is total bullshit. Carol, show me where it says in the rules. Why would you get other people's money for finding a free parking spot. God damn it, Carol. Of course, you think this game is slow? You won't auction the properties when someone lands on them like you're supposed to. oh Okay. Oh, Carol. I'm, I'm sorry. I got heated. I didn't mean to. How, what? How the fuck is Hopper's patrol car a railroad? Why would I have to pay... to land on Hopper's patrol car how can you charge rent in the Upside Down Carol it doesn't make any freaking sense I want to play Star Wars Episode 1 through 3 Monopoly where it makes sense Coruscant would be a good property Okay, the Upside Down is not a good property, (laughs)
0: Carol.
1: Hopper's patrol
0: car is what got me worth anything. Uh. Why would you have to pay $150? Okay. Who for? Asked Bert. For myself, said little old Mr. Crooker with a smile.
1: Well, for myself, and of course, the other robber barons who, as part of the ruling elite, lead common folks for rent money. Mm. So, for my, when I say myself, I sort of mean the royal myself, you know, as in sort of American royalty. And to explain that a little further, I've purchased you.
0: <laughs> no returns.
1: <laughs> no returns.
0: Bert stared, perfectly aghast at the situation. This, then, was the man whom he had invited to dinner and treated so patronizingly the preceding Thursday. I I thought you was a poor man. I am a poor man, said Mr. Crocker, locking his safe. Money doesn't make a man rich.
1: Oh, oh, wow, I, I must have misunderstood, then, as a uneducated semi-orphan who struggles to survive on a daily basis how the financial basis of the world's fiduciary system operates then please tell me more about how money doesn't make you rich
0: well you see Bert, all you gotta do is find a friend and borrow ten thousand dollars now that's your nut all right (laughs) i have money enough i own houses in the city they give me something to think of, and so keep me alive. I had truer, which...
1: Yes, there's the locks. I think of them sometimes. There's the <laughs> property taxes. Boy, that's a thrill.
0: You know what I love? Uh, I love drapes. I just think of the drapes.
1: That's right.
0: I know it's all worth it.
1: I like it when the drapes don't match the carpets, and let me tell you that gets that gets that really gets me thinking. It
0: gets a it gets a bad rap when that happens. Yeah, I had truer riches once, but I lost them long ago. From the way the old man's voice trembled and eyes glistened, Bert thought he must have meant by these riches friends he had lost, wife and children, perhaps.
1: Or okay, just hear me out. Maybe like really valuable gold statues in the shape of those people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he might have misplaced in one of the many, many rooms in his several mansions.
0: M- maybe the human chessboard he once had. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really, sure. I really miss those people. <laughs> oh, the rooks especially.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I shouldn't have castled. That was a, <laughs> that's on me, okay? That's on me.
0: To think of me inviting you to dinner, the boy cried. Abashed and ashamed, it was odd,
1: and a lot more gourd-focused than I had anticipated.
0: <laughs> a lot of, a lot of waif talk too, more than I'm used to. Sure, and and Mr. Crooker showed his white front teeth. He's like the fucking
1: 1988 Kate Moss levels of waifiness. <laughs>
0: and Mr. Crooker showed his white front teeth with a smile. But it may turn out to have been a lucky circumstance for both of us. I like you. I believe in you. Uh,
1: You seem corporeal. That's a great start in business.
0: (laughs) I I just hired a new guy named uh, Drop Dead Fred. He's in the back.
1: Well, that's not a good business decision. I think we can all agree. (laughs) It's
0: true. It's true.
1: anybody involved
0: and i have an offer to make you i want a trusty bright boy in this office somebody i can bring up to my business and leave it with as i get too old to attend to it myself
1: what do you say well he could say by real estate do you mean heroin because (laughs) you know people don't usually come to a back room and give a guy a roll of Hard cash as part of a mortgage signing.
0: <laughs> Rarely. What what could Bert say? Again that afternoon he walked, or rather ran to his mother, and after consulting with her, joyfully accepted Mr Crooker's offer. <laughs> I'm glad he had to think on it. <laughs>
1: Well, he could have gotten something better in the meantime, Rob. You you have no idea how the streets of Boston oh. actually worked hey. in uh, 1915.
0: Yeah, he could have gotten something much better, like Scarlet Fever. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something like they could have been hit by a horse. <laughs> well, a rich yeah, horse.
1: I guess he could have
0: interviews. I, with-
1: I wait. <laughs> Do you really accept the offer of getting hit by a horse, though? <laughs> Isn't that more of a, a tort situation rather than a contractual one? It's conditional.
0: You, you get okay. hit by the horse, and you're automatically assuming the risk of I see, the you're, riches.
1: You're part of a class action at that point. Yes.
0: Interviews... You know,
1: the horse lawyers take all the money, though. <laughs> it doesn't matter.
0: They, you wouldn't be making anything if you didn't have the horse lawyers, so, you know, you put up with it.
1: I mean... And listen, the more people that sign up, you're, you're definitely not getting any money. You're just going to get the, the horse getting hit by a horse monitoring service, which, oh, yeah. which they run. The horses run themselves.
0: No, by the by the end of the whole thing, I ended up with four cents and a slight contusion. Really wasn't yeah. worth it at all. Yeah. Interviews between his mother and his employer soon followed, resulting in something for which at first the boy had not dared to hope.
1: A full buyout of his family contract. Yep. He got traded from the Boston nurse mothers to the Devonshire strange philanthropist. (laughs) What a career move he got there. Uh, And custody.
0: (laughs) The lonely, childless old man who owned so many houses wanted a home. In one of those houses, he offered to Mrs. Hampton with ample support for herself and her children, if she would also make it a home for him.
1: Make it a home for him. Yeah. So kind of a, uh-huh. like a roommate slash different strokes slash hospice
0: care deal. I think it's more of a pretty woman situation with him. As... But she's a
1: nurse, too. So no, it's no, no, no. double. Was,
0: he's Julia Roberts. Oh,
1: OK. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. I get it.
0: Of course this proposition was accepted, and Bert soon had the satisfaction of seeing the great ambition of his youth accomplished.
1: Life goals. Don't lose several limbs to hypothermia and malnourishment. Check. Plus.
0: Also, get mom some.
1: Check, check, check. Wait, I don't think that's implied, but okay. Why not
0: she also make it a home, a home for him?
1: Hey, Rob, I don't know what kind of houses you grew up in. <laughs>
0: But what? you don't just fuck
1: errantly.
0: No, they fell in love. It's a love story. No, not yeah. at all. Oh, yeah, this is his dream. Come on. No, this has nothing to do with that. Hmm. Well, that's disappointing. Ah, <laughs> uh, is it? Oh, I, th- I thought it was going to be that he found an, an employer and a dad.
1: Or is it better that this old man is not buying his way into oh. the sexual uh, ownership of a third party on behalf of her or- near orphan son?
0: No, it's it's like uh, it's like The King and I. It's just falling in love with the help, Alan. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh you just so you just do classes to understand i guess he ha- he had employment which he had employment which promised to become a profitable business as indeed it did in a few years he and the old man proved so useful to each other and more than that he was united once more with his mother and sisters in a happy home where he has since had a good many thanksgiving dinners the end All right, Alan, that turned out to be a pretty jolly story.
1: Yeah. Well, uh I suppose so if um you think that um Um, well, I don't, I'm just going to say yes.
0: (laughs) It's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, you know, I feel like I did learn something from this story. Did Uh, you? Okay. Yeah. And, and, uh, but I'm not sure what a lesson or moral I could have learned from the story is. What do you think the moral of this story is, Alan?
1: I think the moral is that if you're a little newspaper boy. Fuck your friend, Hop Hofton. <laughs> What's he going to do for you? Might have been waiting for you the whole time? Ooh, gives a shit. He's not going to give you a job and a house. So what if he probably might have died of exposure waiting for you? You got yours. Might have, Alan.
0: <laughs> he was definitely dead. Um, I think the moral of this story is, again, if you coincidentally... Fall in love with someone that you've given a house and money to, that's romantic. It's a coincidence. There's no expectation.
1: It, it didn't work for uh, Anna and the King of Siam. <laughs> but it's not going to work here, Ron. <sighs> they didn't make it.
0: They, they didn't?
1: Nope. And Jim and Pam didn't either.
0: No, Jim and Pam definitely made it. You take that back.
1: And also, Ross and Rachel? Nope. Th- that- Sorry to fuck over your Thanksgiving, but that's <laughs> the truth, dude.
0: That's yeah, a real holiday armadillo for you.
1: It's, yeah. It's, it's
0: hard to swallow, and that's life.
1: Boy, no, I t- no more armadillo pie. I couldn't possibly <laughs> eat another bite.
0: No, I'm too full, and I think we're just about ready to put a bow on this week's episode, Alan. Uh, I hope you and everyone else will tune in next time. For another exciting
1: interrupted... Here you are, Mr. Crooker. A big scoop of turkey squashing. And I know you're going to love this. Squashberry sauce in a bowl. Or in a slice with the ring around it. It's whichever style you squash and want. Tail! Tail! <laughs>